Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. Mike Tom is away today. The days are getting longer and the sun is about to stay up even later in the day with daylight saving time about to kick in for most of the country this weekend. Today's guest is Dr. Julie Carrier. She is an expert in sleep and will help us as we adjust to this time change. She'll also tell us about the importance of sleep. That's today on Connections. Most of Canada will jump ahead one hour this weekend. For some people, that loss of an hour can be pretty hard on their bodies in many different ways. Today's guest will help us get ready for the time change. Dr. Julie Carrier is a researcher with the Canadian Institute for Health Research, as well as a university professor. So in other words, this means you're an expert in sleep. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, so actually I'm a, I'm a, a PhD, so uh, I have been studying sleep since uh, 25 years. And I, uh, so I do both research, but now, uh, together with the entire, uh, community of sleep researchers, sleep clinicians, students, um, we also started, uh, a national public health campaign on sleep, uh, that you can find on the, uh, web and on the social media with the objective of really uh, making all the Canadians aware of the importance of sleep for uh, physical, uh, cognitive, and emotional health, and uh, also making Canadians know that 25% of them uh, suffer from a sleep disorder. And since sleep is so important, it's important also to uh, develop uh, solutions for them and uh, to find solutions to treat sleep disorders. Exactly. How important is sleep for our health? Sleep is crucial, as I said. Um, I mean, for many years we knew, and everybody knows actually, that when you don't sleep, you don't feel well. Uh, what the past 10 years of research have uh, demonstrated is that not only does it change uh, how you can concentrate and your emotional mood and the way you memorize, but sleep has also a very important impact on, on physical health. So it has, it decreased your immune system, uh, it puts your uh, cardiovascular system at risk, uh, it decreases uh, the way you are able to uh, produce uh, specific hormones, uh, uh, glucose, for instance. So it has been linked to obesity, uh, to plenty of uh tough, I would say, uh, health issues. And what we know now that it's even more important is that not only does sleep have acute effects, so when you don't sleep well for a couple of weeks, it will have an immediate effect on your health. But what we know now is that it will also put you at risk for uh, higher uh, risk uh, for uh, diseases also. So the the thing is, tell me how well you are sleeping now, and I will be able to tell you what will be your your physical, emotional, cognitive health years after. But why is this especially important for the younger generations? Many people are able, and especially in the young population, it's quite uh, dramatic. A lot of people uh, in the young population are currently sleep-depriving them, uh, not because they have a sleep disorder, because but because they think that sleep is not productive, or it's the first thing that they will cut into their too busy agenda. So, uh, and this is and and they are able to do that because.
because when you are young, often you are able and quite resistant. You don't feel that much the uh, negative impact of, of sleep deprivation. But the message is that it, they put themselves at risk of, of developing uh, uh, later uh, problems uh, related to their cognitive, physical, and emotional health. So that's why exactly that we decided to create this uh, public health campaign uh, in order, one, to, to tell the people, especially the young and the professional uh, generation, that sleep should be uh, as important in their life than, than physical activity and uh, doing exercise for their uh, health, uh, but also to tell the population that if they have a sleep disorder or expect, because 25% of them have a sleep disorder, to try to find solutions. So with sleep being so important and daylight saving time just approaching, just around the corner, um, what kind of impact is this going to have on people, on their sleep and on their health then? Yeah, so so they, uh, they I mean, the change in time that we will have this weekend is, is will induce one uh, a small sleep deprivation, so an hour less of sleep. Uh, there are ways to adapt to that. Uh, what... Uh, you need is that your biological clock. It's like having a jet lag of about an hour. So you can start now, tonight, to try to go to bed maybe 15 minutes earlier and do the same tomorrow up to uh, the time of the change time. And that will prevent, uh, will help your biological clock to adapt rapidly, and that will prevent also uh, the sleep deprivation associated to it. Of course, one hour of sleep deprivation is not uh, the end of the world, but in a population like the Canadians that are uh, chronically sleep deprived, that makes a difference. And and uh, so we, I certainly urge people to try to adapt a little bit uh, earlier, so to try to start to go to bed a little bit early this weekend. And the key uh, to adapt to it is also the light. So our biological clock is able to change time. We know that when we are traveling uh, and we suffer from jet lag, uh, the cue, the environmental cue that is crucial uh, to adapt is is the light exposure. So to help uh, with the change in time uh, this weekend, the minute that you wake up, light up the light in the house. And if you can, uh, go uh, play outside in the morning. So the morning light, will help you uh, very much to, to adapt to this uh, kind of uh, change in time that we have in the spring. How long does it usually take a person to adapt to the change like this? But it depends if you try to prepare yourself or not. It, it depends also if you have a good sleep hygiene or not. Um, so uh, it may take a little bit more time to the uh, adolescent the teenagers, because they already have a tendency to go to bed late and to wake up late. And this time change, will they will need to wake up even earlier <laughs> than uh, what they are supposed to do in terms of biological time. But usually it's not. Your biological clock, if you do the right thing, can adapt in a day or two to this kind of jet lag. So it's not major. But often people will 
uh, again, not prioritize uh, good, healthy uh, sleep habits, and they may stay for a while into this change because they will still continue to go to bed too late for uh, the wake-up time that will be uh, more early. Who would you say is most affected by daylight saving time? Is it children, adults? What demographic is most affected? Depends if, it's, if you're talking to me about the, the fall and the, the, the spring. In the spring, I would say that those that will have uh, the most uh, difficulty are the people that are chronically sleep deprived and, and more face delayed. So the adolescents, the young adults uh, may find this uh, difficult. But if they do what I say, <laughs> meaning uh, not exaggerating on going to bed too late this weekend, trying even to go to bed like 15 minutes earlier every night and, and the minute that they wake up to put themselves into the life, that should not be too much of a, a deal. What is it about sleep that interests you so much? But you know, when I started in, in uh, 20, I would say 22 years ago uh, about sleep research, everybody was saying, you know, we sleep eight hours per night and we don't know why. And now, uh, why I stayed in the field is that every year that I was continuing to study sleep, we were uh, finding new functions of sleep and, and demonstrating its importance uh, for physical, uh, emotional, and, and, and cognitive health. So for me, uh, it became a passion because we didn't know why we knew that we need to sleep eight hours or around eight hours. Uh, I knew also that, that plenty of people would prefer not being, not having to sleep uh, this amount of time because uh, they will prefer to live life more intensively. Uh, and But now I'm very happy with all the work that we did because uh, now we can say, well, A, uh, even though it's not yet in the mentality of everyone, uh, make sure that in terms of health, it's as important to sleep well than to eat well or to do physical activity. So for me, that was uh, uh, really interesting to, to discover, actually, on uh, um, <laughs> I was in the first uh, seat in order uh, to see all uh, the development in the knowledge of, of the importance of sleep uh, for health. In your time studying sleep, have you seen a change in people's behavior or their mindset on the importance of sleep? No, and that's exactly what why uh, we created the Sleep On It campaign, uh, because actually we saw the opposite. Uh, especially in certain populations, like uh, in the young population, it is probably linked, and studies are showing that it's very much linked to the use of technologies also, uh, probably to the increase of the uh, speed of life uh, also. But right now, you know, I have been studying sleep for 22 years, <laughs> 22 years, and I was studying the sleep of older people because when you're getting older, your sleep is more fragile and you have problems during the daytime. And, and, but now the people that are having the problem are not the older people. The, the most sleepy people in the population are the young ones. So, and for me, this is heartbreaking because uh, in general, the young, I'm not saying that all of them, but in general, when you are young, 
you have a beautiful sleep. You have a lot of slow-wave sleep. You can sleep almost everywhere. But for them, it's unimportant. And I think that this uh, really changed in the past decade. And studies seem to show that it's a question of being very busy and also uh, all the electronics that are on not only uh, in our daytime, but that the youth are bringing in their bed and try continuing actually almost on a 24-hour circle uh, to use them. So, uh, so for me, uh, it's not no. Uh, even if research has shown in the past 15 years that sleep is crucial, I think that we need to do a lot and to partner uh, also with like the health association, the government, the schools, et cetera, in order to find solutions, because I didn't find yet the solution of how to convince uh, the population, uh, the Canadian health, um, public health, uh, that sleep, like it's, it's, it's uh, at one of the worst times, I would say, in terms of uh, hygiene. So change is absolutely necessary right now for our listeners that want to learn how to make those changes and just want to learn more about the importance of sleep and more about what you talked about today. How can they go about doing that? But uh, one thing that I will uh, recommend is that uh, go to see our website. So in this National Health Campaign, we did a website that is uh, with foolproof uh, information, scientific information, but presented in uh, a nice way. Uh, this website is www.sleeponitcanada in one world.ca, and uh, we will continue to see this this website. We want this website and through the social media. That's the first step for us, uh, but at least. Uh, on this website, Canadians have uh, some very good scientific uh, information about sleep. And uh, with the partnership that we will do, uh, actually, with, uh, with we hope, the governments and the schools, etc., we will be able to, uh, to bring also other solutions and to feed more this, this uh, national campaign. Thank you, Dr. Julie Carrier, for joining us today. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation again, you can always do that by visiting your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.